0: Hey, I know, I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, this is an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host Austin.
0: Okay, so I gotta clarify the rumors. Despite what our wildly successful Twitter post with zero likes and zero (laughs) retweets said, Chris Pratt will not be playing the role of Red in the Pokemon Netflix series we think we could be mistaken that could happen he's everything else else he's garfield you guys stay way up like more in tune with this than i am i had no idea he was even getting in all these
1: roles like even the super mario one i was like what i didn't know about that
0: yeah well just mario and garfield which i mean that's enough iconic figures for one month i guess
1: yes yes and he is on a roll just like our other co-host alex is on a roll how you doing alex
2: I am doing good, but I was going to caution you, Austin. You know, you never know when our wildly successful Twitter will become even more wildly successful and blow up. And you don't want to give people ideas because okay. we don't want to encourage this sort of trend.
0: This trend of what? Of having zero likes?
2: Of Chris Pratt voicing things oh, and being okay. in everything. And just, I don't understand the draw of it really. But. At the risk of talking too much about this, maybe we should just move on.
0: <laughs> Jacob, do you want to introduce our special guest? Our celebrity guest, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. That's
1: oh right. My How God. you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, guys. Uh, I, I got to <laughs> go, go right now, but uh, look out for me playing Red in the live action Netflix. It's not going to be animated like Alex suggested. Yep. Here we uh. go. Bye. I was Andy. I'm parking and wreck. Bye.
0: Oh Whoa. God. Oh, I thank, like, thank Garfield Chris was Pratt. here. That was amazing.
1: Garfield was in the house. He didn't say he was going to be Garfield, but I think, Austin, I think your wish just came true. He, you heard it here first. People, he is playing Red in the live action Netflix. Wow.
0: Exclusive.
2: I hate it. I want out. You don't yeah. Don't the
0: dogs. They're, par- they're barking as a pack now.
2: Don't worry about it. I Just right before you did our countdown and we started recording, the leaf blower from next door started, so... It's Sunday, people. You know what that means. It's leaf blower day at my house. I don't understand it, but here we are.
1: Soon they're gonna run out of stuff to do, Alex. Soon, if they're in like in the winter, I think we got some serious issues going on because there's not much to do in the winter when it comes to yard stuff.
2: Now there's a giant. I just turned around and looked. There's a giant truck outside, (laughs) and I don't know what's happening, but I don't like it.
1: Go take go take the truck. We'll wait for you.
2: Oh, no, nope, they're getting back into it. Okay, they're leaving. Take your yard tools with you.
1: I think you're when we talk about our weeks, you should just keep giving us live updates of what's going on outside. Yeah. I just know what's going on with the leaf truck.
2: <laughs> it's every time. Literally every time. All week long, we don't record. There's no sound. It's quiet. It's like a graveyard around here. And the minute we get on the computer to do a podcast, there comes the yard work people. I don't get it they know
1: they do know they're just being jerks obviously and they must look at our twitter feed and know exactly when we record (laughs) Uh, you guys ready to talk about our weeks with what we like to call week talk and we spell it w-e-a-k because we usually don't have much to say i'm gonna boot it over to austin to start us off
0: I don't have anything to say. I'm going to boot it off to Alex.
1: All right. We're going to boot it on over to Alex. Alex, you got the boot.
2: That's weak. That's weak. And I feel like you do have stuff, but that's okay. I will talk about what happened this week. Well, I had a loss of a family pet this week, so that was really hard. It kind of threw off my groove the whole week. But in order to cheer myself up, I did start a new show, which I don't know if you guys have heard of this show. It's on HBO. It's called Raised by Wolves.
0: Oh, yeah, you mentioned that to me.
2: I Hmm. did. It's For any sci-fi lovers out there, it's a show that you might want to watch because I watched up to episode six and it's wild. And I highly recommend it if you like, you know, space, sci-fi, android type things. Pretty good. That was the newest thing that I've started watching. And other than that, not much else has been going on. I've been pretty distracted by the whole losing a pet thing so that was tough very tough
1: are there cyborg wolves in that show is that what you're implying
2: there are no wolves there are Hmm. creatures but there aren't wolves the name i don't want to give away too much but basically i think the name comes from the android raising humans from earth so maybe it comes from that i don't know
1: hmm interesting If only I had HBO to check it out.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That might put a little wrench in the plan. But if you can find somebody to get HBO from, I would recommend. See if I could uh, get
1: it off one of my friends or something.
2: Not like I'm plugging any. Yeah, I'm not. We're not here to plug any specific like platform. It's just what are we doing in our lives? We're watching this out of the other. So that's what's happening.
0: HBO, we know you need the advertising.
2: HBO, if you want to, like, sponsor our videos and we can talk more about your shows. <laughs> That's
0: out of drying pan at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> for all business inquiries.
2: Good Lord. Okay. Um,
0: did you guys hear? What? HBO Max is having a sale
1: this week. Oh. $49 a subscription.
2: Okay. Now that we're done shilling ourselves, um, <laughs> what else is happening? Somebody surely has something else going on.
0: I think something's making noise next to me, and I think it's the the air vent, so... It's a ghost. Apologies.
3: Spooky. The damn dog's been barking
0: this entire time. Sometimes my dogs
1: see ghosts, I think, because I'll walk in, and he'll just start barking randomly, and I'm like, I don't... Is he looking outside? And then he'll be looking up in a corner of a room and just start barking.
2: Oh, my God. Stuff. Okay. And I'm
1: like, huh, I wonder, do I need a crucifix or some, like, salt to throw at this wall or...
2: Burn some sage... I heard that. Helps. Yeah, I
1: heard sage is good. I just don't like the whole fire thing scares me.
2: I'm surprised, Austin, that you're not talking about your saga of slasher movies that you're still watching well yeah, into November. I,
0: <laughs> I just, I now I have an addiction and I can't stop.
2: Oh my god!
0: I saw the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time, and good God, I was not prepared for that shit. It's wild. I Jacob, I was had no idea what I was in for. I didn't hype it up, like, I, I didn't want to hype it up
1: too much, because the first time I saw it, I I had to ask myself, like, was this real? You know yeah. what I mean? Because they
0: say it's a real story.
2: Well, I didn't,
0: I didn't think that, because <laughs> I'm 29 years old. <laughs>
2: Wait, it wasn't based on, I thought it was based on something. It is. Ed Gein, yeah. but it's like, Oh.
0: it's not like in that movie, you know?
2: He didn't chase people with the... A...
1: Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, obviously younger, so I thought it was like... Where like
0: repeat for repeat, what actually <laughs> happened that day?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> well, it was actually the
0: Ed Gein stuff was the stuff that really repulsed me, even though I know it was all props and such and set decoration, mm-hmm. all like all the bodies. Okay, that was enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my gosh!
0: I'd seen the remake before, and it would, it was not good.
1: Rarely do remakes tone it down, but they toned it down for the remake, didn't they?
0: A little bit, mm. just a little bit. I also finished all the Sleepaway Camp movies. That was great. <laughs> <drip>. No.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Don't get me started on whatever the fuck Sleepaway Camp 4 was.
2: How many are there?
0: Five in total. But, I mean, Sleepaway Camp 4 isn't really a movie.
2: That's really interesting that they even had more than one, but mm. here we are.
1: Sleepaway
0: Camp. I have not heard of that oh my god it's a lot uh <laughs> it's a lot
2: <laughs> where do you watch them on youtube or something everywhere okay i was intrigued by that clip you sent of the kid being threatened by the other kid with that knife and it just it was so dramatic <laughs> there was so many cutaways it was like to the kid with the knife to the kid who was being threatened to the knife itself and then back and forth and back and forth and i was like when is it gonna stop it kept getting more and more dramatic
0: if anyone else has, has any other slashers to recommend to me, now's the time to tell me.
3: Uh,
2: I don't know th- any, but...
0: Yeah, I'm trying to th- I might wait until closer to December to watch um, Black Christmas and Silent Night.
2: Uh, My Bloody Valentine.
0: Okay, I do need to see that one, the first one.
2: Yeah, don't watch the remake, it's stupid.
1: Do you think you're going to cross over into the paranormal stuff? Or are you going to stick to slashers?
0: Um, I think specifically slashers for now... Because it's the it's the formula that I really appreciate, I guess. Okay. It's turn your brain off viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Paranormal is a little bit makes you think a little harder sometimes. Sometimes it's really stupid, but
2: I don't know. Have you seen Paranormal Activity? That just does. Well, I guess it makes you think harder in the fact that you're like, what the hell is happening? It makes no sense. Yeah. We still haven't watched all those. <laughs> we have to watch the most recent one, which is is. The one with the witches or something, right? There's like a covenant. Is that what it is? I don't know.
1: The Covenant is one of them, I think.
2: The Covenant.
1: I don't know if that's like the newest one. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know.
0: Okay, I think it's one, two, three, four. Then paranormal activity. Ghost Dimension is one of them. This is really entertaining podcasting to listen to. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Yeah.
1: Uh, I could wrap it up, I guess. I didn't really do anything you guys have watched a lot more shows and stuff like that than myself what have I been doing uh with my life oh gosh
2: usually you're the one that has the most stuff going on like
1: I know I've uh I think I've just been busy lately uh well it's because it's right before the holidays that we're recording this so I think there's a lot of prep going on for that a lot of scheduling a lot of um I guess getting the house ready for decor because, you know, you got to do that. So that's been, I guess, taking up most of my time and kept me from having an entertaining week.
0: You're prepping for decorating. Yeah, prepping for decorating. Yep. Okay. You got
1: to move the, the stuff to make room for like other stuff. It's, you know, it ain't on me.
2: The, the trend now seems to be Thanksgiving is just sort of a formality or something, because literally November 1st, our neighbors had people come out and, decorate their house for christmas which apparently that's the thing now you can just hire people which i understand like who wants to get up on ladders dangerously and put lights all over the roof and stuff like that but it's christmas now like next door and i'm like we don't even have a single like anything up we took the halloween stuff down but people just skip over thanksgiving they're they're into christmas on november 1st
1: it's getting into halloween too we had carolers come on halloween
0: night
2: carolers i would throw
0: yes. rocks at those carolers
2: damn
0: this is not the time for this wait i hear joy to the world
2: like the the carolers like the group and they go around and they sing christmas carols
1: walking up and down the street singing joy to the world jaco are you Lord fucking with come. us is this yeah. real they were marching in tandem
2: yeah he's crazy with us
1: <laughs> and they <laughs> had uh, they had a little drummer boy too you know the in front sad
2: thing though is i believed him for a split second because i'm like if people are putting up decorations already I'm not surprised that they're already out there in full force caroling.
0: See, I went to like a like a fundamentalist kind of like these are the crazy people who think Halloween is when you're going to get possessed by the devil kind of people. And I was like, "Oh my god, they're trying to counteract Halloween with Christmas."
2: That's why I, that's what literally I was thinking. I'm like, he said Halloween Eve, right? And then I was like, "Oh, they're out there trying to like ward off the devil or something, I don't know." Oh, and I don't know if you can hear the leaf blower, but it's, I can. it's happening.
0: It's okay. Our audience is used to it. Yeah. Yeah. They understand. Sorry.
2: Well, actually, you know what? I, I can't control it. How can I be sorry for something I can't control? Audience, you should know. I, I'm i just the leaf blower person, apparently. so.
0: We're
1: the victims here.
2: <laughs> yeah, we are the victims.
0: We are the victims. Can y'all not hear these fucking dogs?
2: No, yeah. I can't hear the dogs. Oh, my
0: God. I'm sure the mic's picking them up. Look in your audacity, and
1: if you, if you see, like, a little blip like a ekg or something and you know it's up ekg
2: let's see is mine yeah you can it's doing that little thing you can hear the leaf blower goddamn leaf blower okay
0: yeah mine's picked up the dogs too okay i'm gonna go get the dogs keep recording
2: we live in a world where there's other people unfortunately so
0: unfortunately
2: (laughs) (laughs) leaf blower and all we have to accept it
1: do you remember that twilight zone speaking of halloween about the one guy who wished he was alone in the world where he could just read oh books. Oh my god, yeah, that, that was so
2: sad. He's like, he loses, okay, like all the people disappear and he's like, oh, there's finally time now. But then at the end, he drops his glasses and they break. And he's like, oh no, there was finally time. And then he's like alone and he can't even read his books. Yes.
1: <laughs> yep. Got us. He would have died anyway. I mean, we can be real here because he wouldn't have probably ate or drank anything. But I guess he would have went out the way he wanted to go with his with his books.
2: That's so funny that you mentioned that. Okay, yeah, it's called the episode is called it's Twilight Zone, season one, episode eight. Time enough at last.
1: That was a really sad episode. That was a
2: very sad episode.
1: I mean, the guy had like issues a little bit with how much he had to like. Even at work, you know, he wasn't paying attention or anything like that. Like, I understand getting fired, but like when he got home and he wanted to read and his wife was just ripping him a new one. About how he likes
0: to read, I was like, "Oh, this is, is this Twilight Zone?" Are you talking
1: about? Yeah,
3: Twilight yeah, Zone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and his glasses fall off. <laughs> yeah. I love how that episode has become so ingrained within like just the public consciousness. Like everybody seems to know that episode when you reference it.
0: I only caught the tail end of that.
2: Well, I have said something like, "There's people in the world, and we have to deal with the fact that there's other people." And then Jacob brought up the episode where everybody disappeared, and. <laughs>
0: In any case, I brought the dogs inside, so now when they bark, our audience, our listening audience can definitely hear them.
2: Blow your eardrums out.
0: Yep. Blow them out. All right. All righty. Uh, speaking of Twilight
1: Zone, you guys ready to talk about Pokemon? Another series that's been on TV before?
2: Yeah, just briefly. Uh, yeah, okay. It's <laughs> been on TV before, you know.
0: Yeah, that yeah. narrows it
1: down. <laughs> I heard uh, uh, Pill is making a remake of it going to come to hbo soon so i thought they already did that for twilight zone yeah i'm talking about for pokemon he's taking over pokemon oh okay yeah yeah he just tweeted it out and he's casting chris pratt as giovanni shockingly not blue so some craziness
0: going on here
2: well him playing a villain i guess would be more appropriate than
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is an anti chris pratt podcast (laughs)
1: yep let's jump on to the episode this week clefairy tales and battle the badge and have the randomizer here and i will be taking the 30 second summary challenges this week followed by austin clefairy tales and alex you will wrap us up with battle of the badge
2: Ooh, no pressure
1: it's been a little while since i sold this episode so let me get my (laughs) uh refresher up here
2: sorry jacob i i feel i'm a little bit relieved that I didn't have to do the 30 second episode summary challenges this week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. Let me know when 30 seconds is up so I can finally relax. Well, let me know when you want to start.
0: (laughs) Just whenever, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to time it perfectly. I'm going to (coughs) ask before this
1: real quick. We're going to Viridian City, right? Yes. In
0: three, two,
1: one, go. All go. Alright, so the twerps are headed to Viridian City when we come across a bunch of clefairies who don't the torps don't think they're bad at first but they walk into town they notice that all this stuff is disappearing around the town and the town doesn't know who it is and it turns out that these clefairies are actually taking this stuff because they're aliens i guess we don't we confirm they're finally aliens and they're taking the stuff and jelly puff comes in and saves the day by making them all fall asleep thus saving the town and i think that's all that happens that episode so we can move on time
2: You think that's all that happens that episode?
1: That's the gist I got. The only thing I remember about this episode is the fairies are aliens, and oh, Jacob. This is
2: really kind of out there. Oh, Jacob.
0: I mean, there's more. There's more, but we're really gonna get into it.
2: Let's go on a journey.
0: We begin. We begin in a forest, a tranquil, peaceful time. The crickets are chirping. (laughs) The the night birds are calling, and then upon us arrives the shape of a Jigglypuff, as seen from above. Oh my god. The Jigglypuff is singing with its microphone, causing Pokemon to fall out of trees and die as they hit the ground. Then we see <laughs> a spaceship. It has crash landed in the forest. Jigglypuff runs up, and a legendary feud is born. The next day, the twerps are having ice cream.
2: Wait, you forgot Ooh. the best part. That being? The karmic justice that Jigglypuff gets when a giant tea kettle falls onto its head and almost kills it. yes i was so sad that wasn't its end right there but i mean it could have been
0: a bloody balloon smeared on the ground that'd been awesome
2: talking about all these slasher movies i did get that vibe when like you said we were in the nice peaceful forest in in at night and the birds are chirping and the crickets are going and then all of a sudden here comes the serial killer
0: (laughs) Jigglypuff in a hockey mask.
2: Yeah, basically <laughs> with a mic, wandering through the forest. Okay, waits for,
1: he waits for them to go swimming and then starts singing, and then it's all over.
2: Ugh. Okay, back to the ice cream.
0: We're all eating ice cream. Ash is really into it. He has one of each flavor in his uh, little cones.
2: He's got two hands. Two. He got two hands. He's mission. going.
0: Brock makes a really weird comment about Pikachu. Really seems to enjoy the ice cream too. And it really bearded me out. Did y'all notice that? He, the way he kind of said it?
1: Yes. No,
2: I missed it, but. Yeah, it
0: was, yeah, it was, it was different.
1: He was like drooling when he said it too.
2: Ew. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I, I don't blame you for tuning out whenever Brock speaks.
2: You know, I don't, <laughs> Brock is still, I know I, I was thinking about this because early, early on when we first started doing this, I was like, <gasps> Brock's my favorite. Oh my God, Brock. And it's still true. Brock is still my favorite. So maybe I just don't pick up on these things. I'm
0: gonna say Brock. I think becomes a lot more entertaining later on.
2: Possibly, maybe I'm thinking of like later Brock or something. I don't know.
0: You thinking know. when the when the voices switch, he gets better? Or do no, you, like, before that. After? Like okay, before I, that. I think okay. he becomes less worthless.
2: Well, he wasn't the weirdest thing in this episode, so <laughs> yeah, he was some not. Credit. <laughs> All right, moving
0: on from Brock. He's... <laughs> we got enough going on. Everyone turns and sees that there's a Clefairy that's wandered right up to them. And they're like, oh my god, a Clefairy's wandered right up to us. How weird. Misty decides she's not going to let this one get away. Because things always go well when Misty decides to catch random Pokemon that aren't water types. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The Clefairy runs away, and they all stupidly run after the Clefairy, leaving all their stuff behind. And when they do so, shadow Clefairy's appear and steal their ice cream. And more importantly, their backpacks. Oh my I would God. say more
2: importantly, their ice cream, but...
0: Well, that's what Ash seems to think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when they come back, Ash is in tears that so he didn't even get to try the chocolate scoop. And Misty says, that's not important. What's important is our backpacks. So they're all going to go to the only rational place to go, which is Officer Jenny's. God. Officer Jenny has a line of about 80 people spilling out into the streets.
1: That was and like all...
2: <laughs> the whole yes. town. The whole yeah. town was there.
1: Which questions how many Clefairies there are and how powerful they are. There was well, dozens. There, there was a herd
2: yeah. of them. What would you call that?
0: A Clefuddle. A Clefuddle.
2: A Clefuddle. Ah, I like it. A murder
0: hey. of Clefairies.
1: A <laughs> murder. <laughs> <laughs> if only they flew.
2: No, a murder. They is do fly. Just, one, that's one Jigglypuff is a murder. Okay. A murder of Jigglypuff. That's all it takes.
1: Oh, a Jigglypuff. I like
0: that. Yeah.
2: That was me trying to be funny. I'm sorry. I shouldn't.
0: No, it just took me a moment, because we switched <laughs> Clefairy and Jigglypuff, and I had to, like, realign my brain If you look felt. at the kill count, Jigglypuff probably has a really high one.
2: They're both pink, spherous, is that even a word? Spher- spherical things. Whatever. Yeah, they're kind of
0: redundant with each other, I think.
2: Okay, what's our thoughts? Are we team Clefairy, or are we team Jigglypuff? Based entirely on aesthetic. I'm not saying, okay, like... Okay, aesthetic,
0: yeah. Jigglypuff has the better design. <gasps>
2: mm-hmm. Really?
0: It's In its simplicity... Yeah, it has big old eyes and stuff.
2: I'm on the opposite end. I have always preferred Clefairy, but...
1: Oh, interesting. You almost had Clefairy as the mascot at one point, so your almost. wish almost came true. We probably wouldn't have the show continuing today if
0: Clefairy was the mascot. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, part would have ended.
2: It worked out. Anyway. In any
0: case, Officer Jenny's doing her do- job diligently by saying, Everyone calm down i'm not gonna do anything to find your various missing items just stand here on the street get it in the road get on the road a little bit
2: (laughs) well we find out that it's been three days of this 3 continuous days of this
0: and officer jenny doesn't have time to go find the stuff she has to talk to people about their stuff going missing and then Mm -hmm. do nothing with it that's a recurring theme you know every time we stumble across a problem with uh jenny
1: it's always been going on for a prolonged period of time. Like, it's never an immediate issue. It's like, this. she's known about this for days.
3: <laughs> Nothing Until
1: the happen. twerps arrive on the scene. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Almost as if
0: it's planned. Oh, no. Well, they're not the only ones to have arrived on the scene, because we also get Oswald the scientist. Okay. Uh.
2: Do we think that it's... I'm just going to say this to preface. Do we think that it's a missed opportunity that they didn't just bring back Seymour...
1: Well, they do mention that this is Seymour's disciple. No, we so. didn't. no, no they are not.
0: <laughs> but he was—he like he was like Seymour two point oh. I think he was like Seymour's father or something.
2: They had to be related in some way. But I, I was thinking, why not just have a recurring character that we've seen before, who's who's had a history with the Clefairy? But that would be too easy.
1: I think that this guy is Seymour, and this oh, is what Christ. happened.
2: They did their experiments on him.
1: <laughs> they did his experiments on him, but they also don't want to get caught, so they don't leave a trail. So this, they, every city that they crash into, they just give the person hypnotize them into a new identity. So this is Seymour. Then Oswald's going to go here, and then the next city that they go to, he's going to be called something else, like you know Rick or something.
0: What if everyone we see is Seymour?
1: <laughs> it's just a city of Seymour's. What do you, <laughs> what do you call a herd of Seymour's? <laughs> Crazy. Um,
0: a, a hubbard
3: A
2: Hubbard, <laughs> a hubbard. A why is it okay this is this must be some kind of a stereotype but why is the crazy scientist always like a german guy
0: yeah i didn't even notice that
2: it's always a german it's guy i don't know
0: world war Two.
2: there's something to that and i don't know i don't know enough to talk about it i don't want to be offensive in any way but i just was like why is he german i don't know
0: god i can think of like armin zola from Marvel Oh my God! Continuity.
2: Yes. Now that you say that, I did. I did get that vibe. He's, but he's not like a computer virus person. So
0: not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Who knows what the next evolution of Oswald will be?
2: The Clefairies oh, yeah. will upload his consciousness into their spaceship and save them from the Vision slash Ultron menace. Anyway. Anyway. Enough about that. <laughs>
0: So the twerps have decided to tag along with Oswald because Ginny's going to be too busy doing nothing. And Oswald and his little device he acquired from the back of a comic book, Uh, which can (laughs) detect aliens, they're going to solve the problem. Yes. That may
2: have been a quote, but...
0: Oh, well, you're to adapt. Adapt and move on. Aliens are among us. Uh, Calibrate. Calibrate.
2: Okay. Recalibrating.
0: All right. The twerps are following along with Oswald, much to Misty's
1: annoyance. So he brings out that device, right? How long has Oswald been here? Did he just stumble upon the scene? Or has he been there for a few days kind of knowing what's going on like Jenny? Did we ever kind of get the timeline?
0: Oswald is such a mysterious figure. I could not tell you a single thing about him other than he's terrifying. Yeah, because nobody recognized him. None of the people in the city were like, oh, there's uh, Oswald, you know? Is he Seymour? Is he Seymour's mentor? Is he Seymour's lover i don't well, know he's
2: clearly been at this for quite some time because he's compiled a scrapbook with all his findings and his like photographs and charts and everything about the aliens
1: but now he just brings out this thing that can magically find the aliens something we could have done a lot earlier if you wanted to see them so bad
0: well we're going to discover this device may not be entirely reliable because <laughs> well our, actually it seems to be very reliable because it picks up a ufo with with the greys they're in there they come, they say some gibberish, they take Pikachu and they leave on their UFO and fly away. Okay. Just kidding. It's Team Rocket.
2: This is where I want to stop and <laughs> go on a tangent because. Okay.
0: <laughs> go away. Go.
1: <laughs> take us to space.
2: Okay. This. So when Team Rocket came down and they, well, they're revealed after the fact to be Team Rocket in disguise, but they're dressed up, as Austin said, the stereotypical quote unquote grays. So I was I was very interested in this. So I did some little research on the side about different kinds of aliens. Because we've got, like, little green men, everybody knows little green men, and then we've got the grays. So this was very, like, basic research. But they're called grays, or Roswell grays, because of the Roswell UFO crash. Um, but they're also called zeta reticulans. So I was Ooh. like, what the hell is Ooh. that? So... I looked it up on Wikipedia, so... Well, also, I found an article on history.com. But did you guys know that 73% of all reported alien encounters in the U.S. describe gray aliens? Like, when somebody says, what kind of alien did you see? It's usually grays.
0: Is that because one person said gray, and so all the other people were like, yeah, they were gray?
2: Well, it's more than any other country, which I thought was interesting.
0: When they record sightings, do they mention if it's
1: daytime or nighttime when people saw the aliens?
2: I mean, I didn't get into... that particular statistic but what i did look up was because i was like what's a zeta reticulans so there's this star system that's several 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 light years away and it's called zeta reticuli or something oh so we
0: know exactly where the grays are from yes supposedly
2: so i stumbled so this is where i'm getting too nerdy and i'm probably going to talk too much but there's a case and it's the barney and betty hill case and this was the first widely publicized alien abduction case in the U S and they're so they're an American couple. They're from New Hampshire who claimed that they were abducted by aliens, specifically the Greys on September 19th, 1961. Then I started looking up about Betty and Barney because it's super interesting. And I guess we can link the articles. We'll link it on our Twitter because it's a lot to go into, but basically they were abducted. They described all these scenarios with the aliens and Later on, well, they reported the case to the Air Force and everything else. But then later on, they were um, hypnotized and, like, made to remember what they experienced. And Betty drew this map, this star map, and it turns out to be the Zeta Reticuli star system. And everybody was like, what? This is a real star system. And how could she know about that?
0: So did Betty go there? Did she go all the well, way out there? Well,
2: she claimed that the aliens showed her a map of their soul, their star system, and it was literally almost a one-for-one map of this star system. So, very interesting case. You guys can read about it, but I was like, ooh, maybe this is based on something. So, just for your knowledge, that's where the greys come from, kind of. I'm,
0: so- I'm sorry to tell Betty this, but unfortunately, she was actually abducted by Team Rocket
2: she could have been mm-hmm. but super interesting super interesting case
0: have y'all ever seen an alien
2: no I have not
1: I had a dream once where there was like this huge light shining through my window and then I was taken away and I don't know I don't know where I was taken to but when I came back and woke up from the dream I just I had to draw I had to draw Ooh, Ooh. and I went and I drew Pluto the planet Pluto and the next day they said it wasn't a planet
0: anymore so I
1: think really? maybe,
0: maybe. I think so that had I'm, been in the general zeitgeist for quite some time before somehow the I was decision. <laughs> somehow I was
1: tracked and stepped foot on Pluto and now it's not a planet anymore. So I'm just saying, they like when you're asleep, the greys do, for some reason.
0: So Jacob made Pluto no longer a planet with his presence.
2: Maybe if any of our listeners have alien abduction stories or something related to aliens, let us know. Let us know on our twitter account yeah
0: give us a like if you've been probed oh my god well i guess i have to get a like hold on <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm not the only one who's gonna like it back to pokemon what happens oh yeah um team rocket gets <laughs> blasted down because meowth has them on a crane and they knock it down and they do get pikachu back but not for long because the clefairy are on the scene Oswald's device says Clefairy is an alien. The dogs agree. Then <laughs> Jigglypuff comes on the scene. Everyone exclaims, Oh my god, the aliens are here. Do you hear that? Oh my god, the
3: aliens
1: oh my are here. Oh my god, they're grabbing him now. Austin, no. No. Oh, he fought back. He's
0: here. He's still barking.
2: Maybe they're being abducted.
0: Good, take him. I don't need them. God. Jigglypuff has taken is also an alien. And also Misty is an alien.
2: These could all be true. Maybe Oswald's device is, like, accurate.
1: Maybe that's why they treat Misty so bad, her sisters, is like maybe one day Misty just showed up on their front porch like some greys dropped her off or Or you know
2: what? I just got this thought. Maybe it's another one of their, like, subtly sexist jokes where it's like, the girl character is the alien.
1: Oh, you know what? She's a redhead, too.
2: God. Again, the Misty, like, (laughs) abuse continues.
0: Oh, man. Well, we always have something to be offended about when it comes to gender politics and Misty and t- Pokemon.
2: We've talked about this at length, okay? So I yeah, feel like true. it's my moral obligation to take up for Misty when I can.
0: Lordy, Misty, um, strong arms, Seymour, very lightly and C-more. choice device.
2: Seymour. <laughs> oh, God damn it, <laughs>
0: Oswald! It's working. Seymour.
2: It should have just been Seymour. That would have it made really should have too much yeah, sense. It-
1: wasted it wasted opportunity wasted.
0: how would we have done that connective tissue would they have like extracted the concept of traveling to space from seymour's mind and then built this contraption and flown away from mount moon
1: yeah and they're trying to get back because uh seymour needs something maybe
2: he could have easily. they could have easily just said the clefairies stranded at mount moon were from outer space and then these clefairies are the ones from space come to get their stranded brethren Oh my god, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe they're battling. Maybe these are like, you know, the bad Clefairies a coming to Earth. Clan. The Clefairies here are trying to prevent the other Clefairies from destroying Earth.
0: Oh my god.
2: That would have been yeah. too much. That would have been too much of an action-packed plot for Pokemon. We only have like 20 minutes to get through, so.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a movie plot. Fan fiction.
2: This is what the first movie should have been.
0: <laughs> Fuck Mewtwo. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just Clefairies battling it out. Oh, okay. We gotta keep going because we gotta get to Mewtwo. The Clefairies take Pikachu and they jump into a giant cave-like manhole and the twerps all follow too. You would think with a manhole that there would be like a ladder they could take down, but nope, it's like a Mario Brothers warp pipe and they go down the pipe and end up in a completely (laughs) different location.
2: There's like a whole underground like mining complex that the Clefairies have taken over and started like building their rocket ship.
0: Yeah, okay, let's discuss the Clefairies. Y'all seem to think that the Clefairies are actually aliens from outer space.
2: Are they not?
1: It, I thought it was implied at this point.
0: I thought they were just random Clefairies who were like, you know it would be cool? Let's make a spaceship.
2: What does the Pokedex entries over the years say about Clefairy and their space connections?
0: Alright, this is our look shit up on
1: Bulbapedia section real quick. I would just think that, like, the Clefairies wouldn't be the first ones to accomplish this. Like, there would be more Pokemon more Pokemon trying to reach outer space. Why?
2: Okay, when we have Pokemon that are, like, extremely intelligent, like Alakazam and stuff like that, how come they're not? Okay, I know we've talked about I'm sure we've talked about this. How come they're not, like, the dominant species? How yeah. come they're not building, like, technology and stuff? Like,
0: Well, the Clefairy are too busy building all the technology. They take, like, birthday cake candles and, like... Ice cream and a
2: baseball bat. Didn't you know? That's how they build a spaceship.
1: Yeah, that's how NASA went to the moon. They just took a... They threw the Kinch and Seek at it.
2: Let's review. Let's review the Pokedex entries across the generations. Basically, in the first generation, it just says, it's rare and found only in certain areas. It's adored for its cute looks. Okay. Then, Generation 2, we get kind of some moonlight additions it says the moonlight that it stores in its wings give it the power to fly okay it's cute blah blah blah
0: J- jacob does not appreciate the fact that clefairy can fly with moonlight wings no, i think that's
1: stupid well
2: right you can fly with the power of pancakes so you know that's true
1: <laughs> oh that's Jacob. there you go
2: ruby and sapphire on every night of a full moon this pokemon comes out to play okay nothing about space makes it popular as a pet okay anything about space no Let's see. Just about Clefairy gathering and dancing under the full moon. Moonlight gives it ability to fly. Said the happiness will come to those who see a gathering of Clefairy.
0: I'm not very happy after watching this episode with the gathering of Clefairy. That's a lie.
2: They're popular. They're rare. It doesn't say... Okay, there's absolutely nothing in the Pokedex entries that imply that they're from outer space.
0: That's why I think these Clefairies are not from outer space. I think they're just weirdo clefairies that like star trek too much or something
1: yeah they saw they saw it on tv
0: (laughs) TV. there you go
2: they're so ultra intelligent that they can build a whole rocket ship
0: yeah let's just get into it this rocket ship is not like does not look like it's made out of random junk they've stolen it's like it has hallways and like lighting structures and like
2: Like pipes
1: yeah there's a computer in there there's like a computer with a lot of store it's
0: like a big mega computer really yes Like like a screen, like a monitor, and but then we see stuff like they stole Jigglypuff's mic and use it as a joystick to maneuver the contraption, (laughs) which Oswald breaks. (laughs) That's pretty good, though. I like that joystick thing. That was pretty clever. I like the little hammer they have to hit Pikachu on the head to act as a power source. (laughs) What was
1: the original power source? That makes you think, right? So if there was another point. is there another power source there that died out? So they had like they used all the electricity out of a previous Pikachu. So they had to go steal another one. Oh shit! They're, yeah, it's kind of uh, dark, well. As isn't soon it? as
0: they got Pikachu, they started to count down to leave for yeah. departure. Huh? Makes you think how these things are vicious. Ash and Misty are like, "Let's go get Pikachu." Um, Brock is like, "I'm out of this episode. This is a weird episode. Goodbye." And he goes <laughs> to go see Officer Jenny.
2: He leaves them to their fate. He's just like peace.
0: Yeah, he just left. He They fell down that giant corridor pipe, and then he just... I'm going to walk out of here.
2: How do he get out?
0: He just walked off screen. Okay. It's like a sitcom set where, like, as you go further down the stage, it's different rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oswald decides that he needs to go to outer space with the Clefairy. They go... They board the ship, which, as we discussed, is, like, very advanced and very high-tech somehow. And... Jigglypuff has a slapping fight with all the Clefairy. Like, it, like, knocks them down. It, like, shook their shit up. Did it take no. out, like, eight or ten Clefairy single-handedly?
2: Wait a minute. I was trying to remember what exactly Jigglypuff's beef with the Clefairy was, and it was it just because the pot fell on its head? Or? No, they
0: stole its no. microphone. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That's why it doesn't sing for the majority of the episode, because it
2: can't God. sing without its
0: mic. Yeah, they did us all a favor, really, but...
2: Actually, Jigglypuffs can sing without the mic. This—the mic—is an accessory that most Jigglypuffs do not have.
0: This Jigglypuff needs its mic. Okay. Yeah. When, didn't we figure that out when we
1: first found Jigglypuff? We had to like kick it and then shove a mic in its face for it to sing. <laughs> is that why it
0: wasn't singing at first? <laughs> yeah. Remember that.
2: <laughs> well, it had remember. a problem, and the twerps over had its like overcome its stage fright or whatever. So. Yeah, a
1: decision they regret forever.
2: Anyway. Jigglypuff takes out like a whole gang of Clefairies and like, single-handedly kills the leader of the Clefairies.
0: That was the best part of the entire episode. As Ash and Misty try and figure out how to get Pikachu out of its glass container, Oswald and Jigglypuff go to the the main deck and they find the leader Clefairy with the flower hairpin in its hair, and they have an all out brawl. It was like something out of like Smash Brothers. It was crazy.
2: I like the fact that Oswald just starts- he sits down at the control panel, like, main area, and he's like, ooh, what's this? And he just starts, like, tapping on crap and, like, grabbing shit, and then he breaks the joystick that, like, apparently flies the whole thing. And he's like, oops! (laughs) He's an idiot. Okay.
0: They're all idiots. Everyone in this episode is an idiot. Except for the Clefairy, who-
2: they're mega geniuses.
0: They're kind of dumb. It's yeah. like how geniuses can be idiots.
2: They're savants. Is that what it is?
0: I don't know. Clefairy are ungodly.
2: I'm more upset. Like the- Go ahead. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I'm more upset that this whole time, I was certain that there was some other indication that Clefairy had something to do with outer space, but no, it was only just this first season, first couple of seasons where the writers just arbitrarily decided that they were space creatures. It's not anywhere in the game version. I don't know, I'm just upset.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry that you're so upset. Clefairy <laughs> are unknowable creatures whose origins are shrouded in mystery. Whatever. And they tend to attract weird scientist guys. Yeah,
1: the only one out of all the mysterious Pokemon, all the weird scientists just happen to go to Clefairy for some reason.
2: Well, Dragonite gets Bill, so...
1: That's true. You know.
2: True.
1: Bill likes a lot of Pokemon, though. Especially one... Kabuto? Yeah. oh sweaty suit
2: did you get that from a mm. costume store no no
1: <laughs> i made it
2: oh my god i'm so glad that the takashi shudo novels did cover that and where he got his stupid costume from <laughs> well could we
0: have a novel that covered this episode because i have a lot of questions could
2: you imagine
3: mm-hmm.
2: oh man. get
0: really deep it would be absolutely crazy nonsense we couldn't possibly come up with it'd be a lot more violent i think jigglypuff draws blood
1: Yeah, that's the episode title. (laughs) I think you just got the title for the episode, the podcast episode, (laughs) Jigglypuff Draws Blood. We'll (laughs) see. Part one.
0: There will be Clefairy blood. (laughs) Ew.
1: (laughs) If it bleeds, we can kill it.
0: Anyway, the whole point of this episode was to have a random Clefairy-Jigglypuff slap match, and I appreciate it. Ash and Misty are like, we gotta get off the ship after they find their backpacks. And Pikachu gets out of the glass thing. Through the Clefairy's the clif- incompetence.
2: They had an automated countdown happening to where the thing would blast off all by itself. hmm And that that's what's happening. The thing is starting to blast off into outer space. Well, it's it's coming up from underground and I did write a question down. How did they rig the whole like street to like break away and then like the ship comes out from underground? Like, oh my god, okay.
0: The Clefairy <laughs> are unimaginably powerful. They've had this planned this whole time. Yeah, incredible engineers.
2: God!
0: The theory is
1: that they could have landed here before and all this stuff was already pre-manufactured. They just had to rebuild the spaceship. Like, maybe this is a daily crash site for them. Or not daily, but you know what I mean?
0: Well, the end of the episode implies this happens all the damn time.
1: Yeah, so you never know.
0: I have my favorite detail of their engineering prowess was the shuttle going up the side of the random building, and it, like, stretches in order to go up. It doesn't go in a straight line. It, like, has, like, some curvature to it. Does that bother anyone else? That's a pretty good detail, yeah.
2: (laughs) The building itself was, like, a ramp. It was, like, it curved into the ground to make, like, a curved L shape. Yes. So they used the building as a ramp. It was so weird. So did they also construct the building?
0: It's very Tokyo 3 in that way. Mm-hmm. It's modern engineering for the earthquakes. Where are they? They're not in Viridian City.
2: They're on their way to Viridian City. They have stopped in this random... Clefairy, Clefairy town. Town. city.
0: Is this, is this a new segment
1: we're going to have to put in the podcast? Like, where are we now? Or we just pulled <laughs> yeah. a map of <laughs> Canton. Exactly. And like, oh, I think we're right here somewhere, if we had to circle it.
2: We should, because this place doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. on the map.
0: This is the Roswell of the Kanto region. Unless the Clefairies made the city. In any case, we're we're stranded on the floating spaceship that's kind of like hovering through the air and liable to crash at any moment, um, which is a terrifying situation, but we don't dwell on that. Instead, we use Bulbasaur to hook onto a skyscraper and gracefully fall onto the top of the building. Except for Ash, who falls on his face, and then Bulbasaur jumps onto his back (laughs) as a cushion landing. Smart. Meanwhile, Brock is trying to tell the townspeople that the Clefairy have stolen their items and constructed a spaceship, which Jenny thinks is absolutely fucking ridiculous, until the spaceship flies by and all the stuff somehow magically falls off the spaceship and lands in front of the crowd. So they get all every single person there reclaims their stolen items.
2: How did that happen?
0: That's the power of the Clefairy. Yep. The super glue didn't work.
2: Then what was the, okay, if these things weren't even attached to the spaceship, then what, for what purpose did they steal the stuff?
1: I think that they stole it all just to see if it would work and the stuff that they couldn't use or like actually make the spaceship fly. As they were flying over, they just dumped it
0: to get rid of the baggage or the extra weight. These Clefairy are monsters. They're litterers.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so but you guys, their
2: you guys brought up a good point before in that none of these items seem to have gone into the construction whatsoever. This is, like, high-tech, ultra-futuristic space stuff. It's not, like, a cobbled together. Like, they didn't, like, nail the baseball bat to the, you know, whatever the hell else they stole. Like, they didn't... It wasn't, like this really poorly constructed out of, like, whatever they found stuff. I mean, this was, like, a dome-shaped spacecraft. Like, you don't just make that. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so I think based on what Jacob was saying, this must have been some sort of pre-existing contraption, and the Clefairy somehow have commandeered it. And they, like Jacob said, they grab literally everything they find and see if any of it could be of any use, and then when it isn't, they just dump it off. And so the two things that were of use were Jigglypuff's joystick, like <laughs> and Pikachu's electricity, and neither of those even worked.
2: That's okay. That makes more sense. So then the question is, who did they steal it from?
0: That's the real question.
2: The real aliens?
0: What
1: did Team Rocket use to fly off when they were the greys? Was that a, like an actual spaceship? That was a spaceship? prop. It was prop? a
2: prop on a crane.
1: It was on a crane? Okay. Yeah. More than likely, they would steal it from team like a Team Rocket squad or something you know like giovanni wouldn't even know it's missing
2: i have a theory okay the clefairy kerfuffle or whatever we called them murdered deoxys and stole its spaceship but deoxys doesn't have a
0: spaceship i guess not anymore
1: yeah that's
2: exactly why it doesn't have one good there you go because the clefairy's murdered it and stole it so
0: that's how it got trapped Oh, we forgot about LGM and... Um,
2: oh, Beheem.
0: Beheem.
2: Maybe yeah. they all from them. They, Yeah, they actually are aliens.
0: Awesome. when you tweet
1: this level live, can you have that meme of the guy from Ancient Aliens just going, aliens, underneath it to let people know that this is this is all-alien episode? Should I, should I have,
0: like, a picture of Clefairy and then a picture of that guy?
3: <laughs>
1: no, no, shadow Clefairy's face over that guy, but keep the
0: hair. Okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> no, oh it's your idea. You do it. <laughs>
2: That's why. Why am I doing this? <laughs> this is a great episode. This might be my favorite episode so far.
0: We have been talking about it for quite some time.
2: There's so much stuff here. Oh, my God.
1: Aliens are just never ending. Like, you could literally talk about aliens forever, which is why, you know, history has that show.
2: Ancient aliens. Yeah. Ancient alien theorists believe. That's what they always say.
0: Anyway, the aliens slash are off to a grand adventure, says Ash and Misty. But in reality, we see what they're actually doing is landing at some random, like, campsite for fishermen. And their chaos is unleashed upon a new target, um, including uh, Oswald, who has now become a a cardboard box alien. (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) Okay, was it just me, or did it feel like they didn't really know how to end this episode? So they just had the Clefairy, like, crash land into this, like, fishing convention, and begin destructing like everything
0: yeah this happens every day yeah they should have had
1: it land on a farm that would have been best. oh like, like with, you ooh. know what i mean it with a bunch over. of
2: um cows or something
1: we don't have tank yet that's true Taurus. Taurus. whatever yeah no one cared that oswald was gone either you know like they were just like ash land safety and nobody at the end of the episode's like oh where's oswald they're just like oh well he, he's crazy so who cares
0: that's true, the twerps did not give a shit!
2: He was <laughs> fine. He was fine. He just went a few miles up the road.
0: Even they were sick of him. Christ. What happened to Julie Pop? I don't even remember. Did it just, like, leave?
2: I don't remember. Was it still on the spaceship?
0: Surely not. It just got its mic back and it left. Yeah. It, it did yeah, sing it did at one down. point.
2: Oh no, I, d- I do remember what happened to it. It was like following the twerps at the end, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah, you're right, you're right.
2: So it got off the spaceship somehow.
0: Oh, well. Do the Twerps even realize that Jigglypuff is falling, them? I don't hmm. know. Who cares? Anyway, the episode's <laughs> over now. Yay. <laughs> or not yay. That was, a fun, that was a fun ride.
2: That was interesting.
1: We have uh, not a lot, but a lot of interesting things I imagine are going to happen to our through our LVP and MVP and our quote segment, where we pick our most memorable quote from the episode and our least valuable player and our most valuable player. And remember, no repeats. And Alex, you're going to step up to the plate first, followed by me, and then Austin.
2: Okay, let's start with MVP. And I cannot believe, okay, I sat here for a while and I thought about this, and I cannot believe that this is about to happen. I'm about to give this MVP (gasps) to who I'm going to give it to. Oh my gosh! No, do it! Do it! (laughs) Do it! What do you guys think it's going to be?
0: A certain Jigglypuff. A certain Jigglypuff. It is jiggly a certain
2: Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, there we go. I shocked myself. I was like, I cannot believe it, because I hate Jigglypuff with a passion still, and it's horrible in a lot of ways, but it was the standout for me for this episode. It single-handed, it took charge, okay? It was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take this shit, and then it completely just bitch slaps those Clefairy into, like, next week, and it was like, Yeah. I'm done with this. So, Jigglypuff got stuff done, and I had to give it credit. And this is probably the one and only time that's ever going to happen, so. (laughs) LVP, this is also a a shock, but I I gave it to Brock.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That's not as much of a shock. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's kind of weird, right, that MVP would be Jigglypuff and then LVP would be Brock, but only because Brock just, like... He sort of, like, fucks off during the middle of the episode. And he's just like, I'm going to get Officer Jenny. And then we don't see him until the very end. And he really didn't do anything because he was still arguing, like, the Clefairies are aliens. And she didn't believe him. So he didn't do anything. He just left them there to, like, die. So. And then let's see. Austin, you took my quote from earlier. What other <laughs> ones do I have?
1: What was what was the quote from earlier? Because um, I may have had it, too.
2: What? what oh, the the scanner thing.
0: What if I can't find the comic book that I
2: ordered? Yeah, from? yeah. That. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
2: I'll just go with when Jesse and James show up and they're like, Jesse says, our scheme to kidnap Pikachu was out of this world. And James says, it puts a whole new spin on alien abduction. We'll just go with that.
1: <sighs> okay. So I need time to think about it. MVP because I too did have Jigglypuff.
2: <laughs> so.
0: I didn't choose Jigglypuff with my MVP.
2: Ooh, Ooh, I'm interested to see what it is then.
0: All right, let's we'll see if Jacob takes it. I'll start off with my quote,
1: and it's going to come from Ash, and it's looking at Oswald, the crazy scientist, and he goes, how did these
0: guys find us? That was
3: mine! Oh, no! That was,
0: that was the best line. <laughs> <laughs> Ash fucking saying what we've been saying this entire time.
1: He finally broke the fourth wall there. And then my LVP, I'm going to give it to the Clefairies. Because at the beginning, we see that they stole a child's baby bottle. And what you, like, they looked at this child nurturing itself and they said, I think we need that. We're going to take it. So they took it. And I think that was just incredibly wrong of them.
2: Oh, you know what? I have two points. First point is, that's a bad mom because she didn't have a replacement bottle and presumably let her kids starve for three days. And second point, that chef guy never got his chicken back because he did say he got he lost his like pot and his chicken. We never see a chicken. So. Pause. Chicken. Oh yeah, and Not he said animal. chicken. <laughs> he lost his tour chick.
1: Mhm. And my MVP. I, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna give it to Oswald. And oh. the main reason I'm gonna give it to him is because he finally moves the, moves the story along. Because Jenny's obviously not going to do anything about these aliens. Mm. At least Oswald steps up to the plate and shows some initiative to get this episode going. Otherwise, we would have stuck with people in the street complaining to Jenny for three more days. where And wherever the city's at. So, Oswald, you advance the story. So, thank you for that.
0: I was not expecting Oswald. But at least my MVP to be Bulbasaur.
3: Yay! Oh, yay.
0: Because without Bulbasaur, they would have been stuck on that spaceship and crash-landed with Oswald up the street at the campsite. Bulbasaur was able to single-handedly save Ash and Misty. And then there was a funny moment when Bulbasaur fell on Ash and, like, ha, get fucked, Ash.
2: How much does a Bulbasaur even weigh? I mean, is that really a big deal?
0: Yeah, but when it's hurtling through the sky at you. It's true. I guess. My LVP, I have a lot of options, but I will give it to Officer Jenny because, as Jacob just pointed out, Jenny's... Pff, what's Jenny going to do? Scratch her asshole?
1: With a, with a nightstick? Ew. Yeah, with a
0: nightstick. <laughs> <laughs> Doing blow in the back. I don't know what she's up to. Nothing good. My quote will be Misty scolding Ash at the beginning when the Clefairy sealer shit. And Ash says, I never got to taste the chocolate. Misty says, <laughs> we can always get more chocolate ice cream, Ash, but what about our backpacks? And Ash very quickly says, can we get peach?
2: Oh, Ash.
1: Oh, Ash. See, peach ice cream. It all comes around.
2: I'm with Ash. Who cares about the backpacks? Ice cream. That's the important thing.
1: That is. That is. And does that wrap up this wild, wacky episode? Or does anyone have any more thought? We're going to get a sequel to this episode. We do. We do get a sequel. An episode, or season 13, right? Season 5, maybe? Season 5.
2: All What's right. the sequel?
1: We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Huh. It's a cluffer episode.
2: Oh. We'll
1: have more alien facts for that episode as well, I assume.
2: I think the alien facts was the most impo- like exciting thing.
1: Yes. Yes. And I will be right back. I have to handle an emergency. So keep oh, the recording go Yes. So keep the recording going. Yeah. Just leave it. Fl- let it flow. I got to go handle something real quick.
3: all right
2: jacob are you okay
3: yes
1: it was uh there's a bird in the house (laughs) a
2: bird in the house (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you
1: could leave this in too yeah there was a bird in my house i got a like during the lvp mvp i got a little distracted there i was like what the heck my phone goes off and uh leslie's like uh could you come help me in a minute there's a well she was like, you can wait till after the podcast if you want to, but there's a bird that
0: we need to get rid of. So was Where? Bowser barking at the bird? I think
1: so, yeah, yeah. That's why he was going off a little bit there. How did it get uh, in no, to be fair, it was well it's, it was in our sunroom, to be fair, but it was I guess there's like a our door. They cut our door wrong. Well the original odors cut the door wrong, and it was installed but there's like a little gap in the bottom. And I and I guess it got in there. That way. Oh my way. god. This has happened before though.
2: Oh my gosh. That's so did it Fly away with no problem.
1: So what I did is I opened our door onto the sunroom and I took a broom handle and I reached to the screen door and flicked the lock up. And then I ran around to the other side the way, you know, it couldn't get in the house through the house door and opened the screen door and Leslie propped it open. And then I put my hood over my, my hood up on my jacket here and then ran at it with a broom until it
3: it
2: left left the sunroom. Yikes. Okay. Well, good thing that that's... uh solved
1: yes it was a hawk too so i was really scared
0: oh my god it was a hawk (laughs) god damn it jacob
1: (laughs) it was a little finch bird i guess oh
0: my god that was i would have died if there was a hawk in my house jesus christ
2: yeah that would be scary crisis averted
1: crisis averted and we are now back to talk about the next episode called battle of the badge
2: Oh, boy. This was a big one, I feel like. Or maybe, I don't know, we just get too excited about these things. but We're just like, oh, my God, there's something resembling a plot. Oh, my God. It's a big deal for Pokemon to have a plot, okay? We haven't had a plot in a while.
1: This makes me think. Do you think they will ever, you know how, like, when the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z came out, they shortened it and they came out with, like, Dragon Ball Z Kai, which cut out all the irrelevant episodes that didn't advance the plot? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you see them coming back and rehashing season one of Pokemon or like
3: the no.
2: fr-
1: earlier and call like, what would you call it? Pokemon. Uh, Kai. Pokemon Kai. What's <laughs> <laughs> it Pokemon Kai.
0: I don't see that happening because they have to make a new show every week. You, they didn't. I don't know if they did. I think they just recorded some of the audio and. No, what I mean, what I mean is, don't you think they had to put all their information, all their resources into making the current show? And that recutting old episodes would be a huge drain on resources. It not could. But they don't already
2: have every resource, but...
0: <laughs> That's true, too. Here we go.
2: No, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, I think the journey... Like, Pokemon Now is such a different flavor, and so... It's just completely not the same. I don't think they'd ever go back.
0: And we got I Choose You.
2: I mean, that was a movie.
1: And my favorite cards, I guess, were the Evolution cards that they came out with. I think it was like 4 years ago or something. That set was awesome.
0: Is that the one where was the old cards reprinted?
1: Yeah, they reprinted them and they made like the HP up to uh like the game standards today. Oh,
0: okay. What's the celebration thing that no one can buy at any store? Is that the same deal? It's it's the same thing, but I think it's like people it comes with
1: like a giant card. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's not like a reprint of all the original ones. It's like it comes with like the giant reprint. Okay. I I guess that's it. People want that.
0: Okay, I'm pretty sure it has old cards, though, because I saw some. It probably did. People I'm also like a commercial. Bought yeah
1: like, 100 million popsicles just to get three sticks to get a, you know, promotional card, too, so. That's an awesome story. It is. Oh,
2: goodness. I mean, do you guys really want more and more, like, Gen 1 era stuff? I mean, I'm tired of Kanto. I'm tired of all that.
0: I don't play the card game and I don't collect it anymore so I can't really comment on it.
2: Oh, well no, no, I don't I don't mean the cards specifically. That's the different like world. I'm talking about like the show. Oh, the we
0: transitioned game. back to the anime. Sorry. Yeah, I don't <laughs> back that to the anime. Was, Okay.
2: That was a little bit of a jump. No, I'm not talking about the cards. That's that's completely separate in my mind, but as far as the games and the show, I don't care anymore unless they really did a really awesome They could do I know you I think you mentioned this a while ago. Like if they did like a arceus legends type remake style of kanto to where it was like enough difference maybe like if they did it was like a completely different flavor maybe
0: i want cyberpunk kanto i want like kanto in the year 2350 or something crazy i want want them to go like all out like detective (laughs) pikachu style where it's kind of like that cyberpunkish big city
2: like, ore region. Like, re- like Kanto's so
0: goddamn boring. Let's redesign it from the ground up. Like, do something crazy. Like, it can be in the past. That's fine.
2: No, a future one sounds even better. Oh,
0: that'd be awesome. They meet Flint,
1: and he's got, like, this trench <laughs> going on, but he's in a dark alley instead, and he's, like, living in a trash can. And then, like, Brock's home now is, like, a see-through glass wall that transitions as the day goes
0: on. I, I like how centuries have passed and all the characters are the same age. That's true.
1: Yep. It's that... Cyberpunk technology. Let's talk about Battle the Badge.
0: In three, two, one,
1: go. All right, everybody. I hope you're ready, so we can finally unbuckle our seatbelts. You can get out of the car, open the door. We have arrived at the final badge for Ash. We finally made it to Viridian City, where we're gonna get the Earth Badge, and we have a surprise Gym Leader here. But of course, Ash doesn't battle the surprise Gym Leader. It comes down to Ash versus an usual suspect, and we're going to find out about that when Austin goes over, or Alex goes over the episode.
0: That was a very high
1: level recap.
2: That was like, that was like a teaser. That wasn't even a song.
0: (laughs) Jacob's giving up. It's fine.
2: Okay, I see. You're going to make me work real hard here.
0: I'll be honest. I don't even listen to the 30 second summaries anymore. Oh, I just, like, count the time. I'm like, okay, it's done.
2: Well, when you're doing the time, you're distracted. But, like, that that may have been the most, like, high-level... I don't even... Summary is too generous, honestly.
0: In this episode, <laughs> a group of children, Ash, Misty, and Brock, and their Pikachu and Togepi, wander into a new location with the uh, objective of having a new gym badge. You can need eight gym badges, and this is the eighth one. Okay. That was what Jacob was doing.
2: Yeah, basically. in a world where there's That's Pokemon. That's okay. We're gonna talk about this. All right. Where do we start? I have nothing to build on, <laughs> but
3: <laughs> okay, I've,
1: I set it up for you. We've unbuckled your seatbelts. We're here, baby. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, okay, put, so we're get finally the butterfly doors open.
2: Yes, we're finally, finally, finally back in Viridian City after traveling. Okay, this is actually really interesting. Ash says, and I'm sorry if this is somebody's quote, but I am i can't start this off without saying this. Ash says, quote, I can't believe it's been a whole year since we were here.
0: Well, and guess what? So, guess what?
2: And guess what? What?
0: Ash Ketchum said that. Satoshi did not. That's a dub edit.
2: Is it really? Yes. How are we supposed what? to know that?
0: I don't know.
2: So what does he say in the original then? If not, he says it's
0: been two years since they were in Viridian uh-huh. oh. no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He did not <laughs> say that.
2: <laughs> I was about to say.
0: No, he didn't say that. I don't know what he said.
1: Well, did it really coincide like that. Like, was this episode
0: aired a year after the first episode? Well, with Porygon, probably not.
2: You know what? It doesn't matter because we're watching the English dub version. And so oh, okay. that's, that's what we heard. And so that's what I'm going on. So that's all the confirmation that I need that time does indeed pass in this world. And so it makes even less sense that they don't age. But we're not going to get stuck on that because we can talk forever about it.
0: Okay. In the original Japanese version, Ash only remarks that it has been a while since they last visited Veridian City.
2: Still, it's been time has passed. So (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He still can't be 10. It makes no sense. Anyway let's see okay so then they also make a comment about how the pokemon center is back up and running again because when we last saw it it was destroyed so then they come upon like the gym which kind of looks like a like ancient like greek gladiator type i am obsessed
0: with the gladiators who were standing guard at the door i
2: love the design of this like (laughs) it was great but there's, like, a really weird part at the beginning where, like, they're making a lot of fire-related puns, and then it cuts to Pikachu and Togepi who have built a fire somehow. And then Ash catches his shoe on fire. And then Misty yells at Pikachu. She says, why did you do that, Pikachu? And I'm not sure why she's... Like, is she yelling at Pikachu because it built the fire? Like, what? Why? What? I don't get this whole exchange.
0: I mean, if my... One of my dogs I'm currently watching started a fire outside. <laughs> I'd, I'd be pretty mad too. Yeah, you have a right to be mad about that. Doesn't Ash defend Pikachu though? He's, like he's just encouraging me. Yeah, something. he's like, that's the, reason why,
1: that's the reason why Pikachu did it there. Ash is like, oh, he's just, you know, getting better at building fires. That's what he does.
2: He had a really kind of strange like bro moment with Pikachu where there's like rainbows and stuff like shining around them. And then Brock's like, oh, a boy in his Pokemon. It's so magical or whatever. It was kind of a weird... I feel like, like you said, Austin, the dub edit changed a lot of things. I think a whole different conversation happened here, but we won't know about it.
0: I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm still stuck on Pikachu and Togepi being able to start a campfire at a moment ho, moment's notice.
2: Yeah, and they had, like, fire. Does Pikachu
0: start the fire when they're camping? I thought it was Togepi.
2: Oh, Togepi, Togepi can do it.
1: Doesn't Togepi know Metronome?
0: Not yet. Oh, okay. Maybe this is a little foreshadowing. I feel like when Togepi finally starts doing
2: stuff, we're going to have a lot to say about it. Well, it did some stuff in this episode. It did. So we can get to that in a second. But this is where it gets interesting, because all of a sudden, Gary shows up in his red sports car with his cheerleader posse girls. And he shows Ash something interesting, which is his badge case. And he has 10 badges, some we've never seen before. And he's stopping by on his way back to Pallet Town to see if this gym leader is back yet. And he wants to challenge the Viridian Gym for the Earth Badge, and that would be his eleventh badge. So, interesting little fact.
1: Is there an incentive, Austin, in the Pokemon world to get more than eight badges? Like, does it allow you to like maybe propel above the Elite Four or something, or is it just for ego?
0: No, it's just in this one episode. Never mentioned again. Oh, okay, that's all.
1: At least, to my a- knowledge
2: probably a prestige thing like you know he went above and beyond and got more badges but
1: oh, he's an eagle scout i see
2: yeah
0: my thing that stands out with this was it means ash didn't have to fight in the heart of the volcano right ash didn't have to get stuck in the ninja mansion ash didn't have to be turned into a doll like none of that had to happen start a fire at erica's gym <laughs> none of that had to happen he could have gone anywhere else He could have. We need a freeze frame of
1: which badges coincide with what Ash has got. Because some of them may have been uh, unavoidable and then some he
0: may have chosen. But there's more than, there's at least 11 gems. At
1: least, yeah. So he could have skipped three.
2: Well, he didn't have to go through this whole scenario that we get into either, which I did note later. But anyway, Jacob, you're right. Ash had options. He had options and he didn't take them. He made things purposely harder for himself this whole time.
0: Okay, update, update. update.
2: Do 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 do. Yes. This
0: is update. Okay, the three badges Gary has that are familiar are Brock, Misty, and Erica's gems.
2: Brock that's and it. Misty?
0: So he must have, remember, he challenged Brock and Misty's sisters.
2: Oh, that's before right. Before Ash was mm-hmm. on the scene. Okay.
0: And Oak at one point said that he already had the rainbow badge. So that's actually pretty fairly good continuity.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Surprise. I'll give props to that. Okay, but the rest are all different.
0: And so the other seven are unfamiliar to us. So that means there is at least fifteen gyms,
2: and possibly a lot more.
0: Who knows how many? So many more. I mean, in Kanto, you can you can literally murder a person and still have a gym. So
1: yeah, that's true.
2: You can be a Team Rocket organization leader and have a gym, oh, which we'll get to. Really? Yes. So, where are we at? So, anyway, Gary decides to challenge the Earth Badge just for shits and giggles, and he goes in, and Ash is stopped by the Gladiator bodyguards who are standing outside.
0: Obsessed with these guys. Who are these guys? Are they Team Rocket
2: members? Who are you? (laughs) Presumably, I would think so, right? But he tells Ash, or one of them tells Ash, that only one trainer allowed at a time in the gym so ash is being all sad and like lamenting this whole situation and suddenly he's comforted by an unknown figure and he thinks it's pikachu but when he turns around and picks it up it's togepi and apparently ash is so shocked by this that he throws togepi like 30 feet into the air and it lands in the mouth of a fero who's perching on the gym and it starts choking on it and then fero flies away with togepi in its mouth Misty is of course outraged by this.
0: Pause.
2: Yes. Pause.
0: Someone made G- Gary's gym badges for sale on the internet.
2: Oh, neat! Ooh. I want to know what that green square one with the peachy middle part is.
0: I don't know. Um, bug. Bug type. Maybe. I think the purple one's a ghost type.
1: Yeah, the lavender one with like the black cross in the middle of it.
2: What's that? Like a toadstool looking one.
0: Which the orange one?
2: Yeah, looks like a weird popsicle. That could we'll have been that know.
1: Paris lady. The Paris lady started at the gym. Cassandra. Oh, yeah. Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra, 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 Cassandra. Yeah.
0: The the lost green moss green. Yeah. Has she saved the world yet?
2: Apparently, Apparently not.
0: not. <laughs> yeah, where was she during COVID?
2: Not doing her job.
0: Apparently not. She would
1: be against it, though, right? She's more of a natural therapeutics... uh, That's true.
0: Is she an anti-vaxxer?
1: She probably would be. She'd be like, eat my Paris' back fungus, and then you'll feel better.
2: All right, let's rein it in. So we cut back to Gary, and he's having his gym challenge with a familiar figure who we see as somebody that Team Rocket's been talking to this whole time, a guy with a Persian...
0: Wait, I didn't recognize him without the voice distortion and the shadows in his face. Right. Who was this guy?
2: <laughs> it's a mystery.
0: Giovanni.
2: Do they, okay, wait. Do they say his name in this? Or do oh, they shit, just do say they? the yes. boss? <laughs> I think
0: do, they uh,
1: They do. do, do are okay. you
2: sure? Or does T Rocket just say, or Jesse and James, do they say the boss? We know it's Giovanni. We have, like, outside knowledge. but Is the I,
0: word Giovanni said during the episode?
2: I don't remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I I want to say yes, but then I think it's, like, a false... Like, I'm falsely ascribing that just because we know he's Giovanni, so... Yeah. But I think they just say the boss.
0: Did Giovanni introduce himself to Gary?
2: No, I don't think so. I don't think he said, like... I think he may have said, like, I'm the gym leader or something, but I don't think he said, like, hi, I'm Giovanni. <laughs> like...
0: You should have.
2: I don't think he said it. I don't think... But I might be wrong. Anyway...
0: Hmm. Are you, like, for the script, Jacob? Yes, and I can't find it.
1: So maybe yeah.
2: not. I don't think he says the actual name Giovanni. Anyway.
0: What if it turns out they never actually said the word Giovanni in the entire history of Pokemon the series?
2: And we're just, like, falsely thinking that they did? <laughs> <laughs> and we're
0: getting it from other canonical sources.
2: That's they just... do do that, though. Yeah, well, that's just, like, the Clefairies and how, you know, the whole alien thing was only in the show, and that never came up anywhere else, so...
0: Does anyone else hate Giovanni's orange suit with a passion?
2: No, he can pull it off. Nobody. No, he
0: can't. No, he can't. I think it's fitting. Okay. He's
2: ostentatious. I don't know. That's just...
0: true. He is ostentatious. Just ostentatious.
2: I'm ostentatious. Okay, so we don't know. This mystery figure, who we also know to be Giovanni, reveals himself, and they have a battle, which he's supposed to be an Earth-type, Earth-type, ground-type gym <laughs> leader, <laughs> And he has a Kingler, which is very weird. Anyway, he Gary wins two out of the three matches, but then we see Giovanni slash Viridian City Gym Leader um, snap his fingers and reveal for the first time, or is it the first time or have we seen it before? First time. First time. A mysterious Pokemon with glowing eyes that's covered in armor and it handily beats Gary without even touching his Pokemon. It just psychically throws them off to the side, and Gary is scared out of his gourd. He has no idea what's happening. Dexter does not have any data on this thing, and he's very surprised. So any thoughts about this?
0: Gary asking, how did it do that when it used a psychic-type move to throw them to the wall, as if this is in any way unusual?
1: Well, it was all three of them at at once, wasn't it? Doesn't didn't Giovanni say, Gary, you can use all your Pokemon at once, no matter how many?
0: It was Nidoking and Arcanine, I think.
1: And he just splatters them against the wall? Yeah. Oh my god, how
0: did mm. it do that? Oh my god. Shocking. He used a Psychic-type attack.
2: Well, to be fair, he didn't know that because it didn't come up as like, you know, such and such Pokemon, a Psychic-type, you know, whatever. It didn't say that. So maybe he was just like, what's happening? I don't know. Gary has a confusion moment, so. I was shocked. You were shocked. I want to know what the kids at the time thought when they were watching this. They were like, oh, my God.
1: That's what I was thinking about, too. I was like, did I watch this episode as a kid? And when I saw this, was I like, oh, my God, what (laughs) is that? Is that what? I've never seen that before. Was I like, yeah, Austin, what were you like? Yes,
2: Austin.
0: I saw this episode on TV when it aired. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Mewtwo.
2: How did you know that beforehand?
0: Because I had the video games.
2: Oh, okay. And Mewtwo was a
0: huge presence at the time. It had a card game. It was in the card game. We yeah, don't that's know. that's not about to say, the cards.
2: We don't know at the time. Like, put everything else out of your mind. You know, watching this anime, we do okay, not know. Okay, I, as
0: a child, was waiting for Mewtwo's appearance, and when Mewtwo finally appeared in the gym, I was like, there it is. There's Mewtwo. And I th- the, surely they were already pr- advertising the movie by that point.
2: But you mm-hmm. had, like, extra knowledge that maybe the regular, like layperson didn't have. The layperson. <laughs> the layperson. I, I was not
0: a lay child. Lay hobbyist. Well, every kid had the the cards and all that stuff. Like, so, it, was, it was in the zeitgeist.
2: So was it known like, by the time this episode aired, like, that was Mewtwo? Did most people know that?
0: Uh, I remember being like, that's Mewtwo. Mewtwo's in some weird contraption. And then when the movie came out, being like, oh, okay.
2: So relative to like the time this came out how how far in advance is the movie like
0: okay let's do some
1: let's yeah. do some okay. dating what's the timeline here Are we talking about a few months a year
2: yeah how
3: three
0: three days yeah the one thing i know for sure is that in japan the movie has already been out for quite some time okay because porygon as always right mm-hmm. so porygon has fucked that up and two's already knockoff. been in the anime before Okay, U.S. premiere, September 25th, 1999.
2: For this episode or the movie? This episode. Okay, September 25th. Okay. 1999. Where were you on September 25th? I don't know, watching this episode.
0: (laughs) The movie came out November 12th, so a month and a half later. Okay, Okay.
2: so it's coming up. So yep. I'm presuming... So they're that,
0: advertising it at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so people are probably, like, watching this as a little kid. You're probably like, oh, my God, Mewtwo. Oh. This was probably a big deal. So we get the mystery Pokemon, Mewtwo. Then, I guess, at this point, the Fearow has dropped Togepi onto Team Rocket, who were like, spying from the, like, tops of the buildings, like, trying to find the Twerps or something. And it drops Togepi, and then Team Rocket tries to catch it, but it gets away at first. But then Jesse manages to fall off the building and then catch it, and then they bring it to Giovanni.
0: This entire sequence was awesome. Yeah. This is like <laughs> an Acme thing here like a, a roadrunner
1: standing over the cliff falling. Yeah, I love how yes. this is the
0: episode of the big confrontation with Giovanni, allegedly. And it's like wacky hijinks from the. <laughs> top of the building he
2: only appeared for like five seconds it wasn't really like a huge confrontation no it
0: really was not nothing happened
2: and ash actually it's not really a big confrontation because ash doesn't meet giovanni actually he does not but we'll get there so jesse and james catch togepi and bring it to giovanni and giovanni is like what the hell is this thing you know what can it do and then they start discussing amongst themselves they're like that's a good question <laughs> what can togepi do basically at the, at this point giovanni's like i gotta get out of here he gets an emergency phone call and says he's gotta leave and he gives control of the Iridian gym to jesse and james because they just happen to be there i guess
1: that <laughs> just shows how much he doesn't care about this gym here this is like it's a tax haven or something for him. He doesn't care about
0: it. It's a Pokemon World type situation. Yeah. Or whatever exactly. it's called, Pokemon Land.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, his theme park.
1: Yeah. He's a uh, money laundering or whatever.
2: So that makes me wonder if he had gotten this emergency phone call and Jesse and James hadn't showed up at the time they showed up, who would he have given like second in command control to at that time? Probably
1: the gladiators. Yeah, the
2: gladiators. <laughs> or would he have just closed the gym? Why does Giovanni
0: have a gym? Like, where's Nurse
2: Joy? Like, where is she in her inspecting, like, league inspection? Like,
0: she's currently caught up to Blaine, and she's trying. She's trapped in the volcano that's caved in, and oh. she's trying to cl- crawl her way out of there.
2: Okay.
1: This gym also has. Um. Once we find out a little bit later that there's multiple purposes this gym has. Oh. Yes. yes.
3: We'll, we'll Such find that.
1: Well, you know, when Team Rocket takes it over, like you said, there's a lot of contraptions and oh. things this gym has that we're not necessarily aware of until Team
0: Rocket takes the lead. It's actually mm. so a giant a th- torture trap? Yeah, yeah, I was getting there. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like that uh, basement at uh, James's parents' house. <laughs> just on a bigger scale. Just a torture chamber. with, Which is probably where he tortures Mewtwo, to be honest. That's probably what it mm. initially is. And he just uses a gym as a cover-up. That makes more sense.
0: I wonder what his day-to-day is like. He just sits around in the dark all day waiting for Jesse and James to call and say, don't bother me.
1: He's actually not rich at all.
0: (laughs) And then he goes (laughs) and he bothers um, whatever gym challenger he has and has Mewtwo throw them against the wall.
2: He's very busy with his Team Rocket stuff. He gets important emergency phone calls.
0: A A lot, apparently.
2: Well, we don't know what the emergency is. He just goes to Mewtwo... Like, where it's, like, chained up or whatever. And he's like, we have an important job for you. And presumably that's... I don't know what that would be, but... We'll
0: never... We'll never know.
2: Anyway, it's enough for Giovanni to freak him out enough to where he leaves. Meanwhile, the twerps have reconvened. They've searched the whole city. They can't find Togepi. They come back in front of the gym and hear Togepi crying from within. They force the doors open somehow and see togepi and they're like oh togepi we're so glad to see you but then they see that gary and his cheerleaders are passed out in the gym right there in the front
0: so Mewtwo attacked the cheerleaders and gary and like left them there and yes he... yes yeah.
2: they're passed out on the brink of death and ash runs over to help him and gary in his weakened state ash is holding him on the ground and gary's like what happened or ash is like what happened gary and gary tells him that they battled a Pokemon they've never seen before and that it's not just powerful, it's evil.
0: In all fairness, it did attack them and then leave them in a heap.
2: True. Yeah. And Ash is shocked by this. He's like, what? No, Pokemon can't be evil. Um, But before we can get any more information out of Gary, Team Rocket appears from the floor and they do their motto, the Twerps interrupt Team Rocket. Then they announce that they're the new gym leaders of Viridian Gym and challenge Ash to a battle. Then it kind of turns into like a Yu-Gi-Oh type situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, with on the platforms. and
2: yeah, yeah, these platforms raise up.
1: And the consequences
0: of the game. You get sent to the Shadow Realm.
1: Yeah, yeah. They definitely. Because there is an episode like that in Yu-Gi-Oh where like if you get, if you lose life points, you get shocked or something like that. And oh, if, okay. you hit, if you hit zero, you do die.
3: Really? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's either, it's in the, I believe the first season, it it may not even be like electricity, but they do something like if you hit zero, yeah, your soul's gone. You're going to lose something.
2: Dang. Well, this goes back to the thing we were just talking about, about why, why is it so important that Ash get the Earth Badge, you know, from this particular gym? He can just leave. Gary's also like already shown him That There's other gyms he could go to. He could just walk away right now, but he's so determined. He's like, no, I have to get this Earth Badge from Team Rocket when he could just be like, I'm not dealing with this shit and walk away, but whatever. He goes into this battle where he gets shocked, like Jacob said, every time his Pokemon take damage. So I thought this was cool because Jessie kind of does like a triple battle situation. She sends out all three at Pokemon at once, and that was kind of neat. Because before, Hmm. I think, they've said before, it's like, it's a one-on-one. It's always one-on-one, and that's the rules. But there are no rules in this gym. Jessie just makes them up as she goes.
1: The renegade.
2: Yeah. Renegade gym. You know what? Honestly, I don't necessarily disagree with the whole trainers getting hurt when their Pokemon get hurt thing. Is that controversial? I don't know.
0: I was going to say, like, oh, my God. uh, Joy needs to get here right now and shut me down. And Alex is like, you know, it's not that bad to to physically harm children. I just don't see the problem with that. Okay,
2: let's pause for one second. I'm basing my logic off the episode that we had with Officer Jenny and her, like, police dog academy training thing where she tells Ash, she's like, a trainer should do all the things, like, his Pokemon Mm -hmm. does and should understand exactly what they feel or some some such thing like that, right? And I just was thinking, maybe it's not so bad for, like, they call out their Pokemon and expect them to, like, get hurt and put their i mean for god's sake ash threw pikachu in the line of like gunfire and was like pikachu (laughs) fight this guy with a gun so
3: oh
1: goodness they're willing to like
2: put their pokemon into like death's like line of sight here so why not have a little shock you know every time your pokemon gets hurt you've got to also experience their pain
0: if Alex was in the Pokemon world, she'd be wandering the woods with a baseball bat. And every time she saw a Pokemon <laughs> battle, she'd go up to the trainer and be like, your Pokemon gets hurt, you get hurt. Yeah! And like hit him in the kneecaps
3: and then Rack run away. In the
1: knee. Yeah, that's <laughs> gotta, me.
0: The new Pokemon battles, you gotta put on this like
1: suit that every single time your Pokemon feels pain, even like, it's like a little toy they sell.
0: <laughs> Extreme battling. <laughs> Extreme battling.
2: I don't know. I mean, how can you, like Officer Jenny told us. How can you really be the best trainer you could be without 100% experiencing what your Pokemon do?
0: If anything, this is looping all the way back around and getting into the immorality of Pokemon battling as an institution in the first place and the cockfighting aspect of it all.
2: Yeah, again, I'm not trying to pull a PETA here, but...
0: Oh, please don't pull a PETA.
2: We'll talk about that. I mean, they do... You know what? I wish that they had been braver and addressed that more in Pokemon Black and White.
0: Well... There's no way there's no way to address it. Making animals fight is bad.
2: That's literally <laughs> the plot of Pokémon black and white. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: nothing
0: you can do about it. That's just the way it is. It's
1: it comes down to like in black and white don't they make it as it's consensual like the the Pokémon yeah. willingly fighting in that how they try to spin it and how they can refuse when they don't want to.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. guess if you frame it as like a sports competition like like boxing or something. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, could you imagine in boxing if the trainers felt every single time their their boxer took a punch? Like you see the <laughs> trainer just on the ropes, just like
0: like we discussed this before, <laughs> is that like imagine if they had the P one championship with people instead? All those people would die if they <laughs> had <true>. to <laughs> just <laughs> jump in there? battle like that so many so times be, in a row. Be a normal
1: normal carnival act, then right?
2: I don't know. This is where you get into like a moral argument of like. Is it right for the trainers to feel pain? Is it right to even make the Pokemon battle? Anyway, it's a TV show. It's not real. So basically, they battle. Ash ends up, well, Jesse ends up cheating and Ash wins. And they destroy the entire gym because Togepi. (laughs) Actually, Togepi destroys the entire gym because it grabs the remote control thing that Meowth has like rigged up. To a bomb, and it presses both the buttons, and the gym blows up.
0: Second time they've blown up a building in the city. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. They're going to get banned from Viridian City. So Team Rocket is blasting off because the gym is exploding, and conveniently, Jesse drops the Earth badge, and Ash manages to get his eighth badge. Hooray! And at the very, very end, they decide that they don't know where the hell the Pokemon League is, so they should go see Professor Oak in Pallet Town because he can tell us what we have to do next. So that's where we are.
0: Good
1: lord. You think they would have consulted him more along this journey about where to exactly go next?
0: Well, they missed all his telegrams that he sent out to every center.
2: That's true. His howlers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we haven't seen Delia in a while either, so...
0: (sighs) We're going to see her soon.
2: Let's not forget yeah. Delia.
1: You know what was kind of weird about this episode?
2: What? All of it?
1: The, did you get that <laughs> Who's That Pokemon? Oh, it was weird, yeah. I was out there. Did you get the Who's That Pokemon for this
2: one? It's Mr. Mime.
0: It was Mr. Mime. Have we seen Mr. Mime before? They're loosely doing a thing where the Who's That Pokemon is going to be the next episode. Oh, okay. <gasps> oh! Okay.
1: That's what I thought. Okay.
2: That's a good point. Is that why we got Arcanine in the previous Clefairy Tales it must be. Because Gary had an Arcanine.
0: Yeah. Every time they do Who's That Pokemon, I like totally zone out and I don't.
1: pay <laughs> it, attention. <laughs>
0: that's my favorite part. That's your favorite part? I love that game. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to make a montage of every Who's That Pokemon and <laughs> just give that to you. Hours who, of it. Who is Mr. Mime? Jeopardy it.
2: Just a real quick side note about Gary's Pokemon. We saw he had, he only showed us the two, right? Nidoking and Arcanine?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: How come he has, like, so much cooler Pokemon?
0: Because Gary is someone who's actually playing the video game, and Ash (laughs) is like,
2: whatever's happening today, who knows?
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a plan. Gary had a plan from the beginning, obviously.
2: Gary is playing the main quest while Ash is fucking around in the side quest. Yes.
1: (laughs) Basically. (laughs) That's a great way of putting it. (laughs) That is an excellent, excellent way of putting it, yeah.
2: I feel like I can relate to to, um, Ash because... I am notoriously bad. I don't finish shit that I have. I have had Pokemon games for 20 years, and I have not finished them yet. So I probably never will. So I feel very close to Ash in this moment. I understand why he never makes progress. But he does, though. I mean...
1: Just very, very, very slowly. It takes a year. You know, it just takes a year for him to get around.
2: I think, well, a lot of the progress that Ash has made has kind of been coincidental like the, a lot of the badges that he's earned has been kind of uh, cheaty I mean like
0: well yeah <laughs> but then then that's gonna stop
2: M- I mean Misty makes a comment like that <laughs> about that when they're with Blaine he's like or well Ash says something like that he's like are you just gonna give me the badge like he's expecting <laughs> that
0: yeah after he does one little favor for him or something let's do, you know? let's do a, a final review how many of the eight badges did Ash earn okay
2: um not the First two. The, fir- the, first, the Onyx no. was
0: pity. The second mm-hmm. one, he stopped the vacuum. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he saved the gym from Team Rocket.
0: The third one, Pikachu beat Raichu, so that's one, yes, one legitimate one. Okay. The fourth one, he made Sabrina laugh.
2: So that wasn't really... That's
1: illegitimate,
2: no. That's illegitimate, yeah.
0: The fifth one, he ran into a burning building.
1: Illegitimate? No, nah, we
0: don't know that one. Okay. Uh, sixth one, he did beat, like, Venomoth or whatever it was. Koga... Okay yeah Uh, so that's two that's two yeah blaine charizard Bagmar. that one was legitimate
2: yeah
1: Mm -hmm, yeah we'll count that one so that's three so far
0: yeah and so i would not consider this giovanni thing to be legitimate no No. that was a that was a disaster yeah i mean
1: he's very lucky he would have not gotten the eighth badge
0: Mewtwo would have knocked him out. Yeah, if Giovanni was still
1: there, there'd have been no way, right? Actually,
0: you know what would have happened is when Gary goes into the gym and Mewtwo's there, nothing of consequence really happens. But if Ash had gone in, we would have had the whole movie happen, and right then and there, we (laughs) we would have gotten to the heart of Mewtwo's trauma, and we would have gotten a solution from all of it if Ash had walked in through the door first.
1: And then Mewtwo would have gave Ash the Earth badge. Yes. At the end, after he breaks the machines.
0: Oh, God, Correct. Way
1: better.
2: Oh, <laughs> Lord.
0: We gotta go to a new island and wipe our memories instead.
1: That's right, yep.
2: It's so weird that we had this, like, introduction to the movie for, like, a split second, and then we, like, go to the Orange Islands and have that whole disaster, like... Mm-mm,
0: the movie's gonna happen before the Orange Islands. Wait, when? Like, very soon.
2: Really? I must be misremembering the timeline.
0: Okay, the Orange Islands is when they do the Lugia thing.
2: Oh, okay. Oh,
0: okay. That's the second movie.
2: Don't listen to me, I'm a clown.
1: I'm glad we're able to straighten this out, because I would have been utterly confused.
2: Would it have been possible... Well, I guess if you didn't see the movie... Like, when did the Orange Islands episodes come out?
0: After the movie?
2: Yeah, but, like, when did that series conclude in relation to the movie? Like, how long after... Oh, I don't don't know.
1: I don't know math, math, math.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Probably in some time, my guess is late 2000. Because the movie is Pokemon 2000.
2: Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering if maybe as a kid I didn't see the movie right away. I can't remember when exactly I saw it. I didn't see it right away.
0: Did you wait for it to be on Hollywood Video VHS?
2: No, I mean, I saw it in theaters, but maybe it was later. I'm wondering if maybe there was a couple episodes before that, though. I don't know. It was 20 years ago.
1: I went to just go get the the Mew card. That's the only reason why I went. I think I didn't, I'm thinking I went to the movie. I think I bought the card off someone because I was like, I just want that Mew card.
0: Okay, I went to go see all three movies in theaters. Ayo.
2: But you were saying something as far as a timeline, like that would make sense how.
0: Oh, because it probably came out on VHS and DVD during when the Orange Islands were on TV. Maybe. Maybe that's how you remembered it that way?
2: Possibly. I don't know. It's been a long time.
0: Well, they remade it, and you can see it on
1: Netflix, too. That's true.
2: That is true. The creepy CGI. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like <laughs> the CGI. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad.
2: I don't know. There's something charming about the original animation, but that was what we grew up with, so...
0: Well, technically, the animation in M.U.T. Strikes Back is not the original animation.
2: Oh, well, how do you mean?
0: They, they changed the special effects in the animation in the background and
1: stuff
2: well that's because of the incident right That's not no oh
1: was it a fire
0: what is there was a, it fire? a fire
1: or something no was it a fire that they lost material or something had to redo it real quick
0: my knowledge is when they when they realized it was going to get an international release they they updated it
3: oh
0: oh got a little more money mm-hmm. hmm. we'll get to that when we get to that yeah
2: you can tell us some of those fun facts when we get to that
0: God, that episode's going to take forever. <laughs> We've been recording for two hours, you guys.
2: We told everybody that it would be deluxe episodes, so we hope you enjoyed it. We're clowns.
1: That's right. And we can wrap <laughs> up this episode with our quotes and our LVP and MVPs. And I have, I'm going first, followed by Austin, and then Alex.
2: Okay, good. I didn't even write anything down. Whoops. I'll decide something. That's
1: okay. That's all right. You've got time.
2: Oh, God, pressure. Okay. I'll start
1: with my quote, and this comes from Misty. And I think it's, if I remember correctly, it's after they find out Gary loses and all the girls start crying. Then Misty goes, if I cried like that every time Ash lost, I'd be waterlogged. <laughs>
3: and I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Pretty that was clever. a
1: good one. Yeah, that was a good one. And then I put my, I actually put my MVP as Gary. And I gave him MVP because... I think it was cool that he helped out Ash once he realized Ash was in a predicament. He realized that this was not a time. This was a time to set aside petty uh, arguments and help your friends out. So good for you,
0: Gary. Yeah, Alex, you totally glossed over that. What? Gary tackling me out to the ground to stop him from causing the explosion.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Good guy, Gary.
0: Yeah, good good, good guy, Gary.
2: <laughs> Look, I can't touch on every little detail.
1: Okay. No, I love that. I'm going to call it good guy, Gary. Is that the episode title? Good Yeah. Guy and then I put my LVP as Togepi <laughs> For many reasons but I felt bad for Togepi I put him as a loser because the moment he's presented To Giovanni, Giovanni goes What am I supposed to do with this? This is garbage So I felt a little bad because Togepi is garbage for a little while Until he becomes not garbage So he is my LVP
0: I would give Togepi LVP for starting a fire That's true too Don't start fires you
1: can't put out And he blew
2: up a a building. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Don't forget that little detail.
1: I try to gloss over that
3: because
1: we've got to paint Togepi in a a limelight here.
0: All right, I'm going to go, and my quote will be, oh, it's when Team Rocket is trying to stop Togepi from plummeting to its doom, and Meowth screams at it, you'll get scrambled. (laughs) My MVP is going to be... This is going to be an odd choice, but it's going to be Misty.
2: Your MVP? Yes. Okay.
0: First, for that quote Chica provided us with, and second, when Jesse and James reveal they're in charge of the gym, Misty's the only person to question, wait a minute, Team Rocket is in control of this gym? (laughs) And then Jesse and James are like, well, yes, you can't understand the complexities of Team Rocket, Meow, and Meow says something along the lines of, we don't know why either. Oh, so, wow. I'm glad Misty is the one person questioning all the shit that's going on in this world. <laughs> my LVP is going to be Mewtwo.
2: Ooh. For not
0: for not um having any lines in this episode.
2: Well, he can't just talk. That would be too weird.
0: Well, regardless, he's my LVP for now. It's
2: gets a whole movie, so just that's wait true. a minute. Oh my god, okay. This is hard. Alright, let's start with a quote. Okay, so Gary is about to do his battle with um, Giovanni, and the cheerleaders say, Gary, Gary, he's the best. He's the one who beat the rest. And Gary says, that's true, and I don't want to disappoint you. Sometimes I wonder why I was cursed with this talent. (laughs) He was very Squidward in that moment. Hi, you've reached the house of unrecognized talent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good.
2: Okay, maybe you know what? Okay, fine. I'll just give MVP to Giovanni. Cause why the hell not?
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay, you know why? No, I do have a reason actually.
1: Good guy, Gio.
2: He wore that orange suit and he wasn't afraid and he <laughs> pulled it off. D- despite what Austin says, I think that Giovanni was rocking that orange suit, so MVP.
0: <laughs> I'm putting Giovanni in the misty and Brock category of you need to rethink your fashion choices. In fact, what everyone's you, in that category. What in the show. are you
2: saying? Oh yeah, Jacob just sent a um an image in our chat, and it's um oh, Dumb Jesus. and Dumber, of Frank or Lloyd and Harry, and they're wearing their stupid outfits, and Jim Carrey's character has some orange suit on.
0: Yeah, that's what Giovanni looks like to me. Is <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey. And that's dumber. Lloyd right
1: there. Lloyd Christmas is Giovanni confirmed.
0: Yes.
2: Oh my God. Anyway, I don't care what you say, Austin. That orange suit, Giovanni rocks it. He's not afraid.
0: I can't wait for him to get rid of it.
2: He is very forward-thinking in his fashion. God, LVP. Togepi was already picked, right?
0: Yes. God
2: damn it. Um, I am going to give LVP to the Fero. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that flew... I don't know. For whatever reason, it somehow choked on togepi i don't understand how it could have just spit it out right there but instead it decides to fly away and it, it literally set off this chain reaction of like team rocket and giovanni and all this shit so i'm sorry Firo. you're the lvp that was weak but i didn't know who else to give it to no nah,
1: right rightfully so way to go Firo. it's probably one of the Spearows that attacked ash at the beginning too
2: yeah maybe it maybe it blood. was that could be Even more reason to give it LVP.
1: Alrighty. I think that wraps us up for these two episodes. Anyone have anything else you'd like to add? Okay. Nope. Austin? (laughs) Nope. uh, (laughs) Nope.
0: I apologize for mansplaining this episode, but I always do that.
2: How'd you mansplain?
0: I was like, you guys didn't know. They changed the graphics for that movie for its international debut.
2: Don't worry about it. I was sitting there doing like... And then you want to hear some real world alien facts? Don't I actually
1: do. <laughs> Let's hear more about yeah. those.
2: I don't have any more.
1: I want more about the greys.
2: I'm going to. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post in the Twitter and I'm going to link the stuff I was reading. So if any alien people, ancient alien astronauts, theorists want to read, you can feel free to do so
0: perfect look out for that okay so next week is one episode we will do it's mr. mime time and we'll also have a special bonus segment where we discuss an introduction to fanfiction in the form of my immortal
2: oh my god prepare yourselves <laughs> oh
0: my gosh i forgot all about this.
2: even me and jacob don't know what the hell to expect so that,
0: that was Jake. this was jacob's suggestion
2: he's apparently forgotten
0: yeah, uh, that's on YouTube. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. We'll we'll see what we'll do. We'll see what happens.
2: It'll be the the clown throwaway episode. So look forward yes. to it.
0: Well, Mr. Mime is a clown.
2: Exactly.
1: It coincides. I like it. We go together, like peanut butter and jelly. All right, so we have that to look forward to next week on. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> and that
1: is a Harry Potter fan fiction, right? Yes. Okay. I guess I'll wrap us up here with that to look forward to because I really don't know what to expect. But we just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's outofthedrawingpan@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. That again is Out of Drying Pan. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues.
3: We're Team Rocket and we fight for what's wrong. For mayhem
0: and madness and rare Pokemon.
3: I'm so gorgeous! I'm always the man. You're just the players in my master plan. To be good <laughs> We're always gonna try it. No woman can deny it. We can cause a riot in some days. Alright. We have you believe it. Truth can be deceiving. Two one, two one. This is our golden
2: rule. <laughs> this is our most ingenious plan ever, if I do say so myself.
1: Even we couldn't screw this one up, Jesse.
2: Would you two stop yapping?